Hi, this is Jackie. And I'm Toby. And welcome back to the Selfish Life Program. Last week, we talked about planning, prioritizing, and preparing for success. So we were talking about setting up a game plan and identifying where you are spending your time so that you can refocus your energy on the things that matter. Hopefully you were able to download our resource that we placed on our website and used it to document your schedule and completed the reflection portion to evaluate how you felt, strength and opportunities, and where you can modify behaviors to set you up for success. Today, we're gonna talk about nutrition. All right, well, let's talk about nutrition. So as we enter this earth, we have a natural instinct to seek our mother's milk in order to satisfy our own biological system that indicates hunger. And when that need is fulfilled, satiety signals would kick in and we would stop eating. That's normally how it works. As we continued along our developmental process in this journey of life, we were introduced to foods that our parents and surrounding communities consumed. We, held, we were held to geographical limitations, of course, um, Oh, unless you... you were born like <laughs> after 2000, right? Thank you, Internet. We're able to get things sent to us now. That's a good point. Uh, economic status and taste or education levels uh, of those who prepare the foods, our eating habits and behaviors were also formed. For example, um, I believe your mother used to make smothered potatoes, onions with tons of butter, lots of salt and pepper fried up nice and good with with liver covered with or covered with flour possibly frozen vegetable thrown in for nutrition yeah just for good measure though i think that was just a pretty up the plate Mm -hmm. but that was optional (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think most of us never really had a discussion with our parents about nutrition is that true for you Yeah, that's absolutely true. I was an athlete and Mm -hmm. my parents had no idea what to feed me um, Mm -hmm. before games or anything like that. So Doritos and pizza it was. (laughs) High nutrition. Um, Yeah, so with different education levels and different uh, backgrounds, uh, a lot of our parents learned uh, about preparing foods and about nutrition from their parents who also had no education Um, So we just kind of pick this up as we go. Um, Plus there's, like you mentioned, uh, income. Uh, We both grew up in in low-income families, and uh, that was definitely an impact on how we ate. Um, Mainly eating processed foods. Yeah, especially Um, feeding a large family. You couldn't really afford to go out and buy all the nutritious foods. Yeah, or, you know, I remember when we would buy fruits and my mom used to be very upset because they would get ripe and then we didn't want to eat it. And mm-hmm. so essentially we're wasting food um, and based off of money that we really didn't have anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, box it was or frozen it was and yeah. we would prepare that for a family of six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fruit roll-ups and candy corn lasted a lot longer, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're coming upon Easter, so <laughs> if I see the marshmallows, oh, yeah. <laughs> those little bunnies that are coming, the peeps, right? <laughs> They're coming back. Those are nutritious, right? Yeah, but beyond those 
you know, like what, where we came from and how that really impacts what we eat, um, how we eat, those kind of things. We also have other environmental factors, right? Um, we have to meet the demands of everyday life and the institution that we built as a society. So what I really mean by that is that we have altered our natural biological systems and moved to creating behaviors and eating habits centered on scheduled timeframes. For example, um, you may have a schedule that you eat right before work or school, a predetermined lunchtime, and then finally in the evening once everyone gets home and you're able to get everyone at the dinner table, that's when you have your final meal of the day. But also speaking of scheduled meals, how about special occasions? Right. Mm -hmm. Special occasions really impact our schedule, such as holidays, birthdays um, or other social gatherings. So you might, you know, starve yourself all day because you know that you're going to consume uh, this huge meal when you go to your friend's birthday party. Right. Mm -hmm. Overconsume. Yeah, absolutely. And then beyond that, when we're talking about schedules, once again, how about emotional situations such as stress, depression, and boredom? Um, that greatly impacts when we eat and what we eat as well. Um, me, once again, I'm a Doritos girl, um, especially when I'm getting my monthly bill, right? I, I just, I, I want the comfort foods, right? Um, and then finally, our environmental uh, surroundings actually influence us as well. So if I'm meal prepping, Toby, mm -hmm. and if it smells good, does that cause you to get hungry? Just mm -hmm. the smell alone? Mm -hmm. Regardless whether if you're hungry or not, right? You're like, ooh, let me taste that, <laughs> right? Um, also, advertisements on TV, all right? So if you're looking at that, you're like, ooh, that looks really, really good. You know, I want I want a gelato. I want some ice cream. Um, how about aroma of the foods, what other people are eating, Right. So it might not be that you're eating, but somebody comes and they're eating. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, ooh, I want to eat too. And then lastly, when we're looking at this, it's just like peer pressure too. Um, so if you, you know, recently we visited your mother and she had buckeyes and she's like, here, try this. And we're like, okay, so we can't pass up on buckeyes. <laughs> I mean, come on. And then lastly, just food hanging around and we mindlessly eat, right? So there's so many times that we have food on the island and how many times do you walk past and you just take a little piece and a little bit more and a little bit more. So um, goodness, not only are we scheduled now, but we have some other influences that impact what we eat when we eat, right? Yeah, and there's physiological uh, cues and habits that develop uh, neurologically and chemically in our bodies, but we can get those to those on a different discussion. Um, due to those reasons you listed above, the, there is research that's found that many adults have no idea um, about physical hunger and or fullness uh, and what those mean. Um, and we describe this as appetite awareness. Now, it's not to say that some of us do not have any idea or have any issues eating when scheduled. But there are other factors that impact our ability to eat when we are actually are hungry, such as busy work schedules. Amen yeah. there. Yeah. 
um, racing from meeting to meeting. I remember when I had my corporate job, I would just shovel food down as quickly mm-hmm. as possible, or I was unable to eat that day because of my work, my busy schedule. How about you, doc? Yeah, we, we do that a lot in the office, just, uh, work away and then take five, six minutes and try to get some food in so we can get back to work. So we don't have as much to do later at night. Yeah. Um, and how about diets? Oh, gosh, I can't even tell you. Um, you know, I've heard like, oh, just consume two protein shakes a day and then a healthy meal. And there you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how long will that last? Not very long. <laughs> Not I always. actually attempted to try that. And the protein shakes maybe make like last for probably an hour or two and i am starving Mm -hmm. like i'm starving not a sustainable approach to diet Uh, lastly uh we may be we may be negatively impacted by bad habits or advice for example eat everything on your plate before you leave the dinner table. How yeah. many people have heard that? Yeah, I'm that child. Yeah, me too. <laughs> My mother would make this big plate, too, of food. So yeah. it's not even me preparing it. I know that if I put that on my plate, mm-hmm. that maybe I should eat all of that. But it wasn't even prepared by me. And she would tell me, no, you eat all of that food before leaving the dinner table. So I did that with my son when he was young. Mm-hmm. And he waited me out. Like, we were at the dinner table till one o'clock and i'm like this is ridiculous i'm never doing that again (laughs) (laughs) and then how about uh other ideas like eat as much as you want in one sitting and then skip your other meals what do you think about that well there is some research uh, that has uh, positive benefits for some of the uh intermittent fasting Um, but that's probably for another topic and for certain uh, individuals yeah, it's, and it's all about your your calorie intake have you heard that yeah absolutely um, so you can eat all your calories in one sit- sitting and as, mm-hmm. and as soon as you reach that um, you know you don't get to eat again yeah that's a lot yeah there's a lot of different factors and things to ways to think about eating yeah so beyond that, many questions that I get as a nutrition coach is, when do we eat? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do we eat? And then uh, basically we're faced with the dilemma um of, okay, is this nutritious or this not nutritious? Uh, we suffer from cravings, uh, conveniences. Yeah. Do we stay in? Do we go out? Uh, you know, uh, is there a refrigerator in my office area that I could put my food in, um, which will stay cold? Or am I at the mercy of a food truck mm-hmm. um, that day? And then what about distractions? Yeah, we all have those. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think people understand that distractions play a big role on how much we're eating. If you're not being mindful of how much you're eating and stuff and really taking that time to process it, um, there is a lag time from when the food gets to your stomach and then the signals go to your brain that you are in fact full. Mm-hmm. 
So when we're looking at those things, it's really it's really hard. And then not only that, we're at the mercy of others many times. Like when grandma makes her famous fried potatoes, steak, and gravy. And you don't want to upset her by not eating it, right? Um, She went through all of that trouble and you know it's not the healthiest option. It's not going to fit in with your diet or lifestyle, but you can't say no to grandma. (laughs) And then we're also at the mercy of picky children or partners. Now, you're not a picky partner. You eat pretty much anything that I prepare and it's pretty awesome, but we do alter just a little bit for our children because their palate is um, not as developed for Mm -hmm. one. Um, You know, we have one that loves salmon. The other one doesn't like salmon. Um, So we have to modify what we're going to eat during that, uh, you know, when we have our children. Um, in order to um, appease the the folks that are actually going to consume that. Mm-hmm. Also, what I see for my clients, a lack of knowledge of what is good for you. Um, and then also, you know, is this part of the diet that you have me on? Um, and then we're restricted around allergies. So food allergies now that also impact what and when we eat certain foods. So, you know, uh, I was right there with you, Um, especially when I was in my weight loss journey. uh, When I was a professional, I traveled 50% of my time, um, especially out west. And we're on the, you know, eastern time frame. And so by the time I got out to the west coast, I was so hungry that I would just eat a pretzel or anything (laughs) that is in the airport. Um, So... Um, just out of convenience because I was so hungry. And so I was really frustrated, like, what do I eat? What can I consume? And so um, when I was on my weight loss journey and stuff, I I would actually subscribe to this. I'll just stick to my green pre-made shakes, protein shakes, right? Lose weight, feel great, and I don't have to think. Uh, Does that sound familiar to anyone else? Uh, My friends, it's really time to get back to basics. Yeah, so number one, food is the energy source that we use to operate this thing called a body. And it prefers what's called homeostasis, which is defined by a self-regulating process by which biological systems tend to maintain stability while adjusting to conditions that are optimal for survival. We are talking about things like body temperature, fluid balance, energy production, Uh, which all comes from our food. What you put into it is what you get out of it. And I'm not just talking about uh, six-pack abs. I'm referring to your brain operations, including thinking, emotional state, mindset, how you deal with stress, your alertness, uh, your hormonal changes, blood sugar regulation, etc. But also the physical body, your organs, your muscles, bones, immune system, and I'll refrain from giving you the anatomy lesson because we all have Google, right? Mm-hmm. Or go see your doctor. Oh, yeah. That's always a good option. <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea, though, right? And uh, we've heard of this, this information on television from our teachers, and we've taken classes on it. Uh, but everyone doesn't have a, the same understanding of it. Um, 
You might even have this as a profession. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked in the weight loss business and many times we were a little confused on nutrition and what to eat, when to eat, portion control, uh, all of those things. So, um, and you remember in high school, we all took the health class, right? Mm -hmm. Um, taught by a teacher, most likely. Yeah. The gym teacher. I was just going to (laughs) say that he should have knew, or she should have knew everything about nutrition, right? (laughs) Not usually. (laughs) Yeah. They weren't a registered dietitian, right? And how many of us have actually seen a registered dietitian? Most people haven't. No. Yeah. Yeah, research has found that uh, many adults have no idea what physical hunger and or fullness actually feels like. Um, and, and this thing we call appetite awareness. Uh, am I really hungry? How do I know? Uh, what are the cues and clues of being hungry? Some are... are obvious like a growling stomach but others aren't so obvious like being lightheaded having a, a sense of abdominal emptiness or heaviness sometimes um, becoming sometimes. hangry oh yeah most people have friends or family members somewhere that get angry uh, when they get hungry and some people get a little anxious and those can be confusing cues um, which all can in- indicate hunger Yeah, but we don't want to get there, right? I mean, those are indications that we are, in fact, hungry. Um, However, I agree with research that we don't know what physical hunger is because we've scheduled Mm -hmm. when we should be eating. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, for our mass population, we subscribe to that, right? So, hey, it's 7 o'clock. It's time to eat, right? It's noon. It's time to eat. It's 6 p.m. It's time to eat, regardless whether if I'm hungry or not, or the level of hunger that we have. Some people even eat to prevent being hungry. I've heard that a lot. I'm going to eat so I don't get hungry. Or if I don't eat now, I'm going to be starving. But there's a science around this, right? I mean, it's okay to be hungry. Yeah. Those cues are are normal physiologic processes that we shouldn't be feeling, and they're okay to feel and being comfortable with it as as can be good habits to develop. And not only that, throw I'm gonna throw one more confusion here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we're thirsty, we mix those signal with being hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we're not getting enough water intake, yeah. we've we have those same sense that we have here, fatigue, we're a little anxious, mm-hmm. those kind of things, lightheadedness because we don't have enough fluid. Yeah. Your body's trying to tell you something. And some of that is getting water from your food. Yeah. Which we don't always think about as well. Um, But let's get scientific on this subject, um, which you know I I like to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On average, the recommended daily intake for women is around 2,000 calories. And for men, 2,500 calories per day. Uh, Now, this will be based on activity level and everyone's individual lifestyle choices, of course. For example, you may be in a profession that is physically demanding and you may need to increase your daily intake due to the calories uh, required to perform your role. So uh, let's get into the foods, uh, the fuel needed to operate our bodies. You'll need the following macronutrients. You know, you know I, you've heard of those, of course. 
Well, most people have as but. a nutrition coach mm-hmm. and as a personal trainer, yes, we go over this so much. But I will tell you, many of my clients, they've heard these terms, mm-hmm. but do not understand what they mean. Same with my patients. Yeah. So what are they again? Fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. Absolutely. And bonus points for those that are listening. What are they? What foods are they? Yeah, that's where it gets a little trickier. Yeah. And then you get into carbohydrates. What are the the differences between simple and complex carbohydrates? It's a big difference in how your body functions and and regulates. Um, But that's another topic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then there's micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And of course, uh, not specifically nutrition, but hydration. Um, you also have to factor in your adequate adequate water intake. Uh, please note that uh, we get the this essential ingredient from foods as well, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, water is in lots of different things. You have to include that in your your total daily water intake. The water you get from foods. All right. Well, that concludes our episode because that's all you need, right? So you need fats, proteins, carbohydrates, and then you need your micronutrients, vitamins, and uh, minerals, right? It sounds easy enough, right? I mean, and there's a lot of apps out there that could help you and they'll give you those percentages and stuff like that. But it is... Books and courses and... (laughs) Yeah, and it's tricky Mm -hmm. because if we all, if it was that simple... All of us would be excelling on this, mm-hmm. right? And it's not. And that's why the rise of the coaches are coming into play because, you know, although that we know a little bit about this, you have to know a lot about this so you can get those components right to make sure that you are living your best life possible. And it is it is very tricky. Um, but also, you know, in our our intake here, we add a lot of bonuses uh, to that. And what I mean by that is that our calorie intake is actually impacted when we drink alcohol, mm-hmm. um, other beverages, right? So you might think that Diet Coke doesn't have very much um, in it, but it's going to impact you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and nothing against that. I'm just telling you that other beverages are definitely going to impact your uh, calorie intake. Uh, processed foods that don't have any nutritional value, um, but we're eating it in order to become full. But can our body use that fuel and convert it for energy so that we feel well? Um, eating non-balanced diets that favor one um, uh, micronutrient over the other. All right. Recently, just had a discussion where this individual is going to an all meat diet. I'm like, hold on, hold on. We need fats, <laughs> right? Proteins and, and carbohydrates, and then we also need our vitamins and minerals. And so you can't leave out all the other foods and just go to this food because yes, you're going to possibly lose weight depending on your uh, portion sizes and stuff and your activity levels and stuff but are you really doing your body justice here yeah not a long-term strategy 
Um, and so it, it's, it's, it's a lot of information out there that, and that people are trying to consume and trying to figure out in order to uh, buy the foods that we need um, to help our overall performance. And so it is very individualized, right, Doc? Yeah, it is. And even if you get all of that right, I have it all down and you're, you're well-versed on all of that information, there are other things that impact us, such as habits of eating too quickly, uh, mindless eating, inability to match your energy intake to your calorie, calorie expenditure um, for your needs to support your goals for each individual, like your physical activity level and demands, uh, your plans for weight gain or weight loss, and variability of the of, uh, regulation of emotions by means other than food and eating. Yeah, so we're talking about just emotional eating as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the subjects that we didn't touch on are just eating disorders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those factor in as well. Yeah. So many times, just like what we've been talking about through all of our episodes and stuff, not only do you need the information, but you kind of need coaching mm-hmm. on how to do this, right? I mean, as a, as a doctor... Um, a medical doctor, you talk to your patients quite a bit as oh, to yeah. what to eat, but do you give them a nutrition plan? Uh, sometimes it's difficult during the you know time frame that we have, but uh, it, it, yeah, it's hard to get every all the information to them. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, like when we're talking about it, even if you okay, you did your research. You're looking at the plans. For me, I love going to Pinterest and mm-hmm. looking at uh, the various meals and recipes and stuff like that. Then we have to talk about portion control. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at those different portions and to make sure that we're getting enough fats, proteins, carbohydrates and stuff, we usually use the plate mm-hmm. or we use, uh, at least for me, I use the hand method. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that we can do if you need assistance with this is to reach out to us and, um, you know, uh, you can become a client or we can do a consultation with you to give you a nutrition guide, uh, to try to help you with those portion controls and what you need in order to meet your overall goal. So we hope you found this uh, information useful and you enjoyed the discussion on habits of eating and the social as well as psychological aspects of eating. Uh, if this was useful um, and relevant to struggles that you have and you would like help navigating other aspects of nutrition, eating, weight loss, or gain, please check out our podcast for more in-depth discussion about this topic or let us know if we can assist you on with ongoing life coaching with uh, other aspects of your life absolutely and check out our website at all times i'll be putting more information on there um, about um, just what is carbohydrates what are proteins uh, those kind of things and then uh, portion sizes as well but just to let you know it's okay to be a little bit selfish definitely by taking care of self you're able to take care of everyone else thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week bye